in order for him to be qualified to take our place. You see, that's why universalism cannot work. Because not just anybody could take our place. Only Jesus could take our place. He was and is the spotless Lamb of God. Isaiah 53 and 5, the prophet Isaiah puts it like this. He says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. His chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. In communion, we made reference to the bread representing the body of Christ. Well, Christ's body was broken that our bodies may be made whole. Well, Pastor, are you saying that everybody is healed in this lifetime? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that many are healed in this lifetime, but here's the promise for all of us who will believe on the name of Jesus. Healing will come whether in this lifetime or the next lifetime. Because of what Jesus did for us. Go ahead and give him a hand clap of praise. That's all right. Because of what Jesus did for us, healing is promised. It's guaranteed for those who believe on his name. The question is not, Will it happen? The question is when it will happen. But healing has already been promised in the blood of the atonement. This is why we believe healing and miracles are still for today. Folks, we serve a miracle-working God. And we have the resurrection. We have the empty tomb to testify to just how powerful and just how awesome our God really is. You see, Jesus not only died to forgive us today, church, Jesus died to heal us. Christ died in order to make all things new. Jesus came to take this sin-marred, sin-infected world to make it all brand new. Whether it be in this life or the next life, healing is guaranteed to us who believe on his name because of the blood of the atonement. But listen, the cross didn't look the part. No one expected the Messiah to die, let alone be crucified on a tree. The Messiah was expected to rule the Messiah was expected to reign, not suffer, let alone die on a tree. And especially not the death of a cross. Crucifixion was the most hideous form of execution that man could possibly dream up. And being put on shameful display for all of heaven and earth to witness the cross did not look like success. That's what I'm saying this morning. The cross did not look like victory. 
It didn't look like power at all. The cross looked like defeat. It looked like death. The cross looked like weakness. But Calvary was the place that Jesus Christ suffered a gruel and an agonizing death for all our sins. One can only imagine the true brutality. What we depict on this stage may seem violent to some of you, but I want you to understand what we depict on this stage today can't even scratch the surface of what Jesus actually went through that day when he suffered unspeakable brutality for you and me. You see, the Romans practiced several forms of execution. They beheaded, some burned others at the stake, beat others to death by flogging. All of that is horrendously violent and deplorable. But crucifixion was the most violent of them all. So why did they crucify Jesus on a cross according to God's redemptive plan? Jesus was to die this way, this form of death, for the sins of this world to demonstrate God's wrath upon our sin. Those who passed by would look upon Jesus' disfigured, marred, bloody body and know without a doubt that he was under God's curse, God's judgment because of sin. The crucified man was a cursed man. The cross was so abhorred by Christ's own disciples that they will not even address it hardly at all in Scripture. I believe Peter may have given reference to it, but it was the Apostle Paul who gives us the doctrine of the cross in Scripture. But it was the prophet Isaiah from the Old Covenant who prophesied, surely he has borne our griefs. Surely he has carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, he said, but God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. It was foolishness for a Messiah to die at all, but especially for a Messiah to die on a cross, crucified. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not to bring to nothing things that are, so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. You see, what can wash away our sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. The very blood that he actually shed on a cross on a hill called Golgotha that day. You see, only God can do that. Only God can take what the world sees as defeat. Only God can take what the world has deemed to be a disgrace. And the 
manifestation of a weakness. Only God can take those things that we have identified as defeat and actually anoint it and use it and turn it around to become a doorway to our victory. Jesus' death represents eternal life for everyone who will simply believe